to the Wisdom Toolbox podcast, previously known as the Heartspace podcast. My name is Nicola and I'm thrilled to have you here. I recently decided to rebrand and refresh the podcast to align it more to the offerings on our website, thewisdomtoolbox.com. So do check that out if you enjoy the topics in this podcast and subscribe to the podcast and our email list for more offerings and tools as they are released. But for now, enjoy. The topic of today, we're going to continue on what we discussed last week, which is around connecting with our own inner refuge and inner presence. But today we're going to take that a little further and we're going to discuss how do we actually express that out into the world. So each of us have um, an ability to tap into that deep place within us, that vast openness that is within each of our hearts and how can we then bring that out into the world and also why would we want to do that what is what is the benefit are we doing that because of our own egotistical aims or really is it because we want to be of service to others and when we're able to tap into that place of deep presence and truly feel it it becomes about expressing for the service of others, expressing for the benefit of others, because when we can really feel those beautiful feelings that are are our true nature, the love and the compassion and joy, kindness, we want to give that out freely from ourselves to, to, to all for the benefit of all beings. So that's really our motivation for exploring this let's call it creative process or manifestation process. Of course, we can use it within the context of our own lives too, but really um, we hold the aspiration that ultimately we may benefit other beings. But before we get into today, I have quite a bit more um, talking to, to cover today. I thought, let's just start off actually with the meditation. Let's get into that place within ourselves and see if we can maintain that space between all of us for the duration of, of the talk today. So really get comfortable again. Um, for now, we're not doing meditation with rules. Just find whatever posture works for you today. Find yourself comfortable. If you wish to have your eyes closed, that's, that's fine. Whatever is going to really make your energy feel grounded and settled, just get into that, into that position now. And take a couple of breaths and really just arrive here. Maybe you've had a busy day so far or you're anxious about the day ahead that's still to come. Whatever's going on, just let it all go and arrive here right now in this moment. And really use your breath to pull you into the present moment and into your body. And allow yourself to get excited because any opportunity to get into your heart, to get into your inner being is really a cause for for joy and celebration. So just feel that wonderful energy bubbling inside of you. And in this deep place of rest, we're going to run through the three doors of awareness that we discussed last week, the doors of the body, speech, and mind. And we enter the first door, which is the door of the body, 
and bring ourselves into a deep place of stillness. Feel how the body feels still, but stillness isn't only a physical stillness, it's a metaphorical stillness. We're often so busy in our life chasing, chasing things, chasing ambitions, our to-do lists. Just an attitude of stillness is what we're looking to invite at this moment. So what can you let go of that maybe you've been? Really feel the space that is within you at all times. It's always there, we're just not always conscious of it. So really take that moment to feel into that space and notice how the space isn't contained by the corners and the limbs and the skin and the boundaries of the body, but in fact, it's boundless. It seeps out of you. It, it's, it's everywhere. Just rest into that beautiful, vast space of the body. And next we enter the door of speech. And through the door of speech, we're able to dip our toes into the deep well of silence that exists within each of us. Our lives are usually full of chatter, distraction, noise. And just see if you can peek behind the words that are always flitting through our minds. Just peek behind and just notice that deep well of silence. Use the breath to support you if you need it. And just notice the silence behind any external sounds that may be present in your environment right now. Even my voice, try and notice the silence that sits behind that. It's this noticing, which is the recognition of the space within us. It's, this is what we call awareness. Awareness is simply noticing and recognizing this vast well of space and stillness that exists within us. And next, we travel through the door of the mind. The mind is restless. It's never in the, in the present, or if it is in the present, it's sometimes agitated. We, in our meditation practice even, we find that thoughts come up or about the past or the future or feeling agitated about the present. And so let that, let that all go. You're right here right now. For the next hour or so, just allow yourself to be fully present and settled. And if thoughts and agitations arise, just Create space around them. Embrace them with a hug of spaciousness and awareness and allow them simply to exist in your very, very vast being. And so we'll sit for a little bit just with this attitude of kindness towards ourselves. Just allow yourself to rest. Let go of all effort.
Now I'd like you to draw your attention to the area around your heart. And just notice what arises for you there. Maybe it's a feeling of warmth, of love, joy, connection. Maybe that's nothing and that's also okay. There's no right or wrong answer. Try to open your heart as much as possible. If you're not able to easily connect with the feeling at the heart, then call to mind someone or something that brings you great joy and great love and place them within the focus of your heart for a moment. Now, when you have this connection, I'd like you to do something a bit different for me. Find a gesture for yourself that helps you to connect with this feeling. So for me, I take my hand and I put my hand on my chest over where my heart is. But whatever feels right for you, do whatever connects you consciously to that feeling in the heart. And this gesture, whatever it is, it's your personal gesture. You can use this at any time to bring yourself back into this place, into this deep well of inner space, silence and stillness that's within you. It's like your muscle memory of coming back into yourself. And you can use this at any time. We'll, we'll reconnect with it again a little later. And just rest with that now. Okay, welcome back everybody. Let's see if we can keep that connection today. Try and keep that connection within yourself. And just take a moment now, if you've got the video on, or even if you don't, just take a moment now just to look around the group of everybody here that's present with us today. And feel that also that connection that connects all of us. It connects every person. That space that exists within us is not a personal space it's actually this is the nature of this is the nature of life of awareness and we collectively tapping into this beautiful river that underflows all life so we're sharing that moment together today sometimes that's lost when we do these sessions um, remotely and online it's much easier sometimes to feel that connection when we're all in a room together but we can just try and remind ourselves of that shared shared bond and connection. And similarly, with anyone else that might be in your space right now, in your home um, or in your immediate surroundings. Okay, so I'll give a very short recap of what we discussed last week. And then we're going to go into the flow of how this presence moves from being within us, from being manifested out into the world. And 
Just as a reminder, I'm teaching from the book Spontaneous Creativity by Tenzin Wangyal Rinpoche. Um, although I am adding in some other stuff that's not in the book. So yeah, just use what feels most resonant for you from the teaching. So as we discussed last time, this deep place that's within us, this is what is meant in the teachings by the place of the inner refuge. It's the place where we are dropping that pain body that usually holds us back from feeling feeling this connection. And we are really deeply able to tap into the true nature of, of reality and, and of the space that, as we say, connects us all. So we also discussed last time, but why can't we feel this all the time? If this is our true nature, why can't we feel this beautiful, spacious, loving, kind um, being that we are? And that is because we have gone and created pain bodies that effectively run our lives for us. Now, we're not um, judging the pain body. The pain body is our defensive armor. It's the shield that we've put up around ourselves to protect us from the various difficulties that we've encountered in life. And we used last week the example, which I think is very helpful. It's very helpful for me too, of the tennis ball in in the water. So in case for anyone who wasn't here, the example is, is if we take a tennis ball and the tennis ball would represent our pain body or our ego, or it could even just represent a single difficulty or trauma or negative emotion, whatever it is that you're struggling with. If we take a tennis ball and put it into a glass of water, the tennis ball barely fits in the glass and it displaces all the water. There's not much room in the glass for anything else. If we take the same tennis ball and we throw the tennis ball into a bigger pool of water, say a swimming pool, there's a lot more room for the tennis ball and the splash the ball makes, there's still a little splash, but it's a lot less um, disruptive to the water. And then we go and take the same tennis ball and throw the tennis ball into the ocean. And of course, it's almost a non-event. The ocean just very gently holds the tennis ball And within the broad context of the ocean, you know, the tennis ball no longer becomes a problem for us. And all that beautiful space and openness of the ocean, which is your true nature, can, you know, continue to hold that, continue to hold that um, pain body or trauma or whatever it is that you are dealing with. And that's, I just want to really reiterate that point. We're not saying that the pain body or all these difficulties we go through are bad. We're not wanting to get rid of them, but we are trying to expand, well, recognize our expansive nature around the issues. When we can expand ourselves much open and and more spacious, the issues themselves, we can easily hold them. And in that way, we can accommodate our whole self. So it's not just about the good parts, but we can actually accommodate all of the the, the traumas in our life and all the tennis balls, positive experiences, negative experiences, whatever it may be, when we recognize this very, very spacious nature of, of our being. And so this is really the exercise that we were doing a little earlier, entering through the body, speech and mind, which is also the threefold nature. Um, 
into the spacious nature of who we are so that we can begin to, the more we can begin to create space in our life, the more we can hold these things that hold us back. So this this ego or the pain, I quite like the name of the pain body because in my head I, I can kind of see a little small body that's running around and um, trying to um, help me in my life. So I quite like the name pain body as opposed to ego. But this pain body really has been this thing that has stepped in and, and in, in effect we have created it for our own protection to avoid all the difficulties in our life and to take on take on our life for us. But really, although it's done its, it's done its job and sometimes it does a better job than other times, it also holds us back from our true potential. So as we've started to touch in the meditations, um, what does that true potential look like? Well, our true potential is filled with warmth and kindness and compassion. Our true potential is connected to everything and Inter, feels our interconnection with with all beings um, around us. Our true potential wants to reach out to others. It's has an aspect of inclusiveness. It's not about me trying to define myself separately from others, trying to create specialness and exclusivity, but rather about being inclusive. And really, um, when our true potential expresses itself in our creative expression, um, at its highest potential, it manifests as skillful means, which is the ability to spontaneously do whatever is needed to help in that moment and to create benefit for other beings. And so there's definitely this aspect of service that is innate to who we are. When we spend time in that place, it, it flows from us spontaneously. We can't help it because we recognize that there is no me. And therefore, when I act, I act for the benefit of all. And really, that leads us to this very important word, which is selflessness. Our truest potential really is that of selflessness, because when we stop our self-identifying, we become this beautiful, expansive space that can just hold so much more than, than the single pain identity that we thought we were. And yet, despite the fact that our true nature is connected and selfless, and selfless we also have this remarkable ability to individuate and to self-actualize within ourselves, And we have the unique potential to express our experience of our inner nature, of that inner space. And that is really this beautiful creative manifestation process. So when we connected and plugged into that space, remember, we all plugged into the same space. But our little plug into that space is our unique experience of it. It's shaped based on all of the experiences we've had in our lives and our unique point of view. And that's really actually something to be celebrated. It's, you know, nobody else in the world, not one other being will experience that true nature as, as you do. And so when you are able to find that place within you, your expression of that becomes your sacred expression and through your own sacred expression, you would then 
have untold benefit to others because there'll never be another one of, of you having that experience of that inner space. And so this creativity is the expression of what sits underneath that, that vast ocean. And as we said last time, creativity in itself um, can express whatever is underneath it. So your creativity can express that beautiful open nature. It can also express pain and anguish and torment. And of course, we've, we've all known this and seen this in the world. There are very many creations that are not sacred or pure in their nature, but in fact have, ex have, have expressed the, um, the, the pain identity and, and the ego. And yet there is also space to be held. And in this book, Spontaneous Creativity, Rinpoche discusses this. I'm not going to go into great detail on this today because it's, it's very, very long and, and quite complex. But he does discuss how you can use your pains also to create in a sacred way. And to do that, the summary of the process to do that is to get into this um, beautiful space, the practice we started with, And to take that pain, so maybe, you know, um, a particular pain that, that you're working with um, within your own life and to hold it within that space and to create a lot of space around that pain and then to express the pain in whatever way feels most natural to you. Maybe you are an artist or perhaps you express through other means. Whatever that expression looks like to you, you can give it a voice within the context of that space. And that also can help to release it and to take you into a new expression of it. So there's there's a lot more to explore um, around this creative process. But today we're going to rather talk about the overview of the process um, itself. So remember that when we're talking here about creativity, I'm not only talking about artistic pursuits, but it can be anything. I mean, creative expression, it's how you express yourself. And that includes your relationships. How do you relate to others? How do you express yourself to the world at large? You know, we all get up every day, get dressed and go out the door. Are you expressing yourself through your pain body? Or are you bringing forth this expression of your true nature? So this is an interesting point to just really pause and reflect on how do you express your life? Um, and another question, which is a very powerful question, is are you, is there something in your life you wish to express but you're not? Because very often we hold back our expression and we are living lives, we are living unexpressed lives. And that's also extremely sad. I think so many of us can relate to that. We have desires in our hearts, things we would love to do that we are just unable to, to bring out. And whatever those blockages are, whatever the reasons for not expressing our truth and our heart's desire, the remedy shared is to ask not what is the cause, what is, what is the blockage itself, but to stop 
and to say, who is creating this blockage? So to turn around and to rather look backwards and say, where is the expression coming from? Is, the, is this expression in my life coming from my truth? Or is this expression coming from the pain body? And I think for most of us, nine times out of 10, we will see that the expression is coming from our pain body. Doesn't mean that all expressions from the pain body are, are wrong, because we'll, we'll look now in the process, sometimes our heart's in the right place, um, and we feel so inspired to do something, and then we become blocked. So the original intention might have been coming from a pure place, but our execution of that um, intention and inspiration isn't coming out in the right way. So just take a moment and just think about your life. What expressions are not going as you wish for them to do? What relationships are not working out? Um, even your relationship to work, for instance, your relationship to many things in your life. Just, just take a moment to contemplate that. And see, take for a moment, think about that expression. And now see if you can relate it back to either your pain body or to some sort of warmth or feeling within you that, that might have started that. Usually your first instinct is, is right. And just bear that in mind. There's no right or wrong answer. Um, you don't have to find any answers today. Um, it's just something to think about as we, we're going to discuss the, the five-step process now. So as I'm discussing it, you can sort of use that as, as um, a way to relate to the, the teaching. Okay, so in this journey of what's called the space of openness or this inner space to manifesting, there are five um, energetic stages that are taught in this book. I'll, I'll mention all five to you first, and then we'll go through them one at a time. So the first is the power of openness. And this is already what we discussed last week. This is the door of the body. So this is what we looked at getting into the stillness of the body and discovering that our true nature is this boundless open space. The second is the power of awareness. And this relates to the power of speech, the door of speech and the vast inner silence that's within us. The third is the power of inspiration. And that is the door of the mind and our the nature of spaciousness within us. The fourth is what's known as ripening or readiness um, in the process. And then the fifth is the actual spontaneous action of manifesting. So those are the five, five stages. And even though there's five stages, please don't make this into a very complex, um, you know, analytical exercise. This is, this is stuff that we actually inherently all know within us because it's completely natural to how we live our lives. And if we use a very simple example of when we're going through this, 
um, you'll see how natural this manifestation process is. And the easiest example of, and this is why I say we already know this, you already do this all the time um, when we're expressing simpler things. So let's use a really simple example of baking a cake. Um, you maybe, maybe you have a child or a loved one, um, it's their birthday or some, there's been amazing news within, within the family and you immediately feel that warmth. So you've already gone through the door of the body, speech and mind and you're in that heart. So you're in that place of warmth and this is where ins the ins fire of inspiration comes from. And in that moment, you hit with, you know, inspiration, let me make a cake. And you go off and you go through the process of readiness or ripening and you collect all the ingredients and you actually perform all the preparatory steps of making the cake and then finally at the end today the cake comes out and you have manifested a cake from a feeling of warmth in your heart to a cake and this is how simple this process is and how it happens for us all the time but for some reason when we are wanting to express deeper things, when we're really, truly wanting to express this very, very deep, heartfelt space within ourselves, all sorts of things can go wrong for us because our ego and our pain body comes up with all sorts of ideas. It would be quite uncommon for most of us to have that thought if we were making a cake, baking a cake, to say, who am I to bake this cake? I'm not good enough. You know, no, I don't, I don't have the right skills to make a cake and therefore stop from making a cake. Okay. Maybe some, some people are, are not naturally, um, not natural in the kitchen and maybe you would have those feelings. But in our lives, we can see how we have inspiration around us all the time. But it's those voice, it's that voice in the head. It's that pain body who's constantly telling us that inner critic, you're not good enough to do this. Who do you think you are? Um, you, what if you get rejected? What if people laugh at you? It's all those usual voices that arise around the pain body that actually prevent us from this step, this process of manifesting. But before we get into um, that, because that's particularly around um, number four, which is ripening, let's um, just recap through the body, speech, and mind aspects again. And this journey is also related to the five energy centers in the body, which can also be called the chakras, where the energy of the body flows through the chakras and helps us to manifest. Because remember, manifestation is an energetic process. There is energy that is being used in order to create in our lives. And so the first power, which is the power of openness, um, comes to us through the crown chakra. The crown chakra is at the top of the head. And this is really where that energy first comes into us. And this is the door of the body. And when we are able to recognize our true, our open nature, this is where this potential comes from. It's the step one in every single journey. And it's, you know, we all know the, the saying, life, we, we have a blank canvas in front of us. The blank canvas or the blank email or the blank page, whatever it is that you're looking to create, comes from this place of space, openness, and it represents your potential. So we don't need to, at this point, start filling the canvas or filling the words on the page or acting on our impulses. There's a huge amount of importance and sacredness that goes into simply being in that space. 
and being okay with that blank canvas, being okay with not knowing where it's going to take you and allowing yourself to go into that place of deep stillness. And it's like a reset. If not, if something in your life isn't working, this is where you keep coming back to. Keep coming back to this place of open spaciousness. And it allows the fresh energy to come in and to reinvigorate the process once again. Now, it's interesting how this space presents itself in our life. Because we've all experienced a trauma or a loss or a death or some other really hard event in our life. And often the first thing that happens in that time is a sense of pause. There's a sense of space that's created. In fact, often with shock, there's this moment of where it feels like nothingness. And then what we usually do is the pain body immediately hooks into that and we start to feel the anguish and the trauma and we get sucked into that journey. Um, but in every moment, even in the midst of our most difficult moments, there is this opportunity to recognize the space in that moment. And this is how people who are highly realized, you know, masters and so forth, even in the midst of complete trauma and difficulties in their own life, they're able to find space in that and to use that for the benefit of other and the benefit of others. They, they're able to go into that aspect of selflessness and to create through that. But I just wanted to mention it because it's, I think it's something we can all relate to is of having gone through a difficulty and noticing how that space arises. And it's the same thing with the opposite. Good things in our life. It's falling in love or having, you know, giving birth to a child or an, a great experience that opens the heart. In that heart opening, we are confronted with the blank page. We are confronted with the space. And again, our instinct is that the pain body jumps in and, and basically takes over and starts to run, run the show. So the path to really knowing ourselves and to being creative begins with this openness. And you can really connect to it at any moment. And the key thing is that openness is a feeling. It's not thinking. So I'm hoping that when we've done the meditation earlier and last week, you had a moment of even just feeling that openness that is within you. You didn't have to think about feeling open. It's the same as when you fall in love. You didn't have to think, I'm falling in love. You simply feel the feelings within you. And so therefore, that connection doesn't come through our thinking. It comes through our feeling. And this space, this blank page, truly can be an inner refuge for us whenever we need it. When something's not going right, when you wake up and you're having a very difficult day, maybe you're feeling depressed, bring yourself back to the state of openness because this is really where everything begins for us. So once we have made that connection with that openness, we can then start to infuse it with the power of awareness now, awareness is the um, throat chakra, and it is our perception of the openness that is within us. And 
Awareness is often connected with confidence, and I'll explain why. So if we think of awareness, so use use this visualization for a moment. Think of within you this deep, deep open space in step one that we've connected to. Think of it as a very, very vast cave with lots of rooms and little nooks and crannies and lots of treasures inside of this cave. That is step one, the openness. You can feel yourself sitting in the cave. In step two, awareness, we, using our perception, we are able to recognize this is our true nature. So think of the awareness like a torch. And you use this torch to look deeply within yourself into the various rooms within the cave. And that process of using your awareness to explore yourself gives us confidence because when we know who we are, we have confidence, we have, we, we have self-esteem. And self-esteem is often, so many of us lack self-esteem because we maybe even perceive that we've got this open space within us, but we don't know that it is our space. And therefore, we don't know that we, it, it can feel scary, you know, you're on shaky ground, that you perceive a void. But when you recognize that this is your true nature and it's nothing to be feared, it instills confidence within us and in who we are. And usually, so this is usually when our self-esteem would kick in and our pain body would, our low self-esteem would kick in and the pain body would come along and to the rescue. And the pain body would say, okay, you perceiving um, a lot of space within you, you don't know what that is, that's something scary. So here, let's stuff that full. Let's let's put in a whole lot of things into your life. Let's fill up with clutter and distractions to prevent you from looking too deeply within yourself. And so when you've got this awareness, you're able to see it is actually your own true nature. And the pain body can gently sit on the side and start to relax a little and chill out. And you can create that space that's um, around you. And remember, this is the door of silence of speech. So because we are constantly chattering, and again, chattering is indication of nervousness. So if you perceive this deep inner cave within yourself, but you don't know that it's you, the pain body is constantly chattering to make you feel okay. And this is how the monkey mind chatters along all day long. But in fact, when you peek behind that chatter, the silence is the thing that allows you to have awareness because it takes you out of that chattering pain body and back into the, de the depth of who you are. And this is um, how we discover that you're a, you have you, within your own self, you are rich with possibility. There's just so much within you to still be explored. And um, this is a very exciting power to, to express to the world. Now we come to the third power, which is the power of inspiration. And this is through the heart chakra. So when we are able to connect with the openness of the body, use the awareness of the silence of the speech. We are then, the energy flows into the heart. 
And we have that beautiful, open-hearted, connected feeling um, that we explored in the meditation. This is where everything feels, we feel the warmth, we feel our true nature as these beautiful qualities of joy and lovingness, loving kindness and compassion. We can truly feel that within ourselves. And um, the most important um, emotion to feel for creative expression is joy. Joy is something that is um, taught to be a very high expression of our true nature from a creativity because it inspires. Joy has that element of ins inspiration. And usually we go through our life, we don't see, we don't feel joy. We live lives that, yeah, we might experience some pleasure and some happiness, but how often do you feel pure joy where you're able to tap into that feeling bubbling within you at all times? And that's why going back to those practices, getting into your heart is so, so important because we can use that as a way to find our inner joy. And even if that's just your practice for however long it takes, is going into that heart and sitting with the warm, warmth and the feelings that arise and connecting with that joy, that is the most beautiful practice because that is your life will change um, through, that, through that connection. It's also interesting to me that this power of inspiration is connected with fire. And there's this element of the spark or this flame of inspiration at the heart. And it's quite interesting to me growing up from a Catholic background and so often the, the depictions of like Jesus and, and Mother Mary and so forth, they have this, what's called the sacred heart, which was this heart with the flame in it. And I think it's because this is truly where, when we are in our hearts, that flame does ignite. And this is how we start to manifest our life from the sacred, sacred place. So the important um, thing to consider at this level, he says, is the fact of possibility. When you are in the creative process, um, it's easy to at this point, come up with reasons why we can't go through with something. But when we truly can get into our heart, it allows us to change our view. So um, he says, he gives an example that you've had a bad day at work and there's your usual voice crops up and, you know, all the all those storylines keep going on in your head. And this is why I can't change my life until I find a new job, until I change my situation, nothing is ever going to change for me. And so he says, we use this scenario as follows. So you, you're aware of this, this voice that crops up and you drop into that openness, that spaciousness. Through your awareness, you become aware that, in fact, this is me suffering. I'm creating a whole story around this. This is my pain body having taken over. And his teaching is at this point is don't do anything, just simply sit in it. And whatever feeling might arise within you, like the tennis ball example, just give it a lot of space around you. 
And in this way, you can allow that difficulty to transform. And what happens is over time, you start to see new possibilities opening up to you. So instead of seeing your work as a difficult place for you to be, you start to see how maybe you can express more joy in your workplace and that might have a knock-on effect to other people. There's always in every single situation, there is a opportunity to shift our perspective. And this is really connected with this, this energy center, is looking at it through fresh eyes. So I want to, at this point, we're going to do a small um, a short meditation, and I'll demonstrate for you how he teaches shifting perspective from our pain, what we call our pain eyes, looking through the eyes of the pain body, to looking through the eyes of the heart. So just get comfortable for a moment, back into your meditation posture. Take a couple breaths just to really center yourself. And use your gesture that you connected with in the earlier meditation now to draw you into that heart space, into that feeling of open-heartedness and warmth. Now call to mind a difficulty that you might be experiencing at the moment. It doesn't have to be something, you know, really profound, just any difficulty or any hard relationship or situation you're dealing with at present. Feel yourself holding it in your hands. Feel it in your palms of your hands, sitting, sitting there energetically. And now take that warmth that you feel within you and draw it up into your eyes. So like two tubes connecting your heart to your eyeballs, draw that feeling of warmth into your eyes. Just feel the love and kindness and compassion in your eyes. And now open your eyes and gaze down at your hands. And looking at your problem again, but now not through your usual eyes of your pain body, but through the eyes of your true nature, the warmth in your heart. Can you see any new possibility present for you within this difficulty? Can you see it from a new perspective? Maybe what it's there to teach you. Now just draw your hands up to your heart, put them over your heart area. And whatever that difficulty is, just meet it with a hug of openness, awareness, space, and love, deep kindness for yourself. 
And now let it all go, just let it dissolve. Okay, so that is the heart to eyes exercise shared in the book. And I think it's a very, very powerful and beautiful exercise. Something that we can do in any moment, maybe even while you're having an argument with somebody or, you know, just dealing with any difficult situation in front of you. Use your gesture of connection, connect to your heart and open your eyes with a new awareness and see how that changes your experience of it. So what's interesting is this feeling of warmth that is generated at our heart that allows us to see new possibilities. Why is it linked to inspiration? Why inspiration? There isn't maybe an obvious connection. And he says that when we recognize and taste the freedom that is within us, we are overcome with this warmth. And this warmth that we feel is that sacred fire of inspiration. And therefore, because we have tasted that beautiful warmth of, in, of, of that inner fire within us, we feel inspired to share that with others. And so that's how this process of inspiration comes through us. So that is the first three steps in the process, the doors of the body, speech, and mind. And now we come to the fourth step in the process, which is called ripening. And I like to call this the houseplant effect. So you have had all the wonderful feelings, you're feeling completely inspired to do something. And then as time goes on, attention decreases or difficulties come up and we never really get it off the ground or whatever we start we don't nurture it enough for it to thrive and so it's like this um, delicate houseplant that needs constant attention and feeding and watering and love and the right location and all the causes and conditions to support its growth when we don't give it enough energy um it can obviously die, or even if we're overwatering it um, too much, then again, we, we, we don't create the right conditions for it to thrive. So this quality of readiness is about seeing the potential for expression in any given situation. So I just want to make this important point. The stage of readiness is the stage that happens before you actually manifest the, the project before you manifest what it is, before you enter into the relationship or before you commit to something. Readiness is the slack step prior to that. And it comes through the solar plexus chakra, which is at the, at the stomach, which again is all around. If you think of the stomach and the body, it's around metabolism and digestion. Okay, so the state of... of um, readiness um he says the questions to ask yourself at this point are are you in the midst of an unexpressed life how often do you express your feelings do you you might feel the connection and love 
for a particular person or situation, but do you actually then take steps to start to express our feelings? And he says it's really interesting how we spend so much of our time talking and engaging and gossiping and all of that about the situations and people in our life that's not working. We, you know, we all, it's, it's human nature. This is what we do. We'll sit and have a long discussion around something in our life that isn't working. But when do we ever do that about what is working in our life? And that really, really gave me pause for thought because we don't often express our heart's desires and the things that we truly feel a connection for. And so making that shift is part of the creative process. If you are, if we look at the actual artistic expression, so you're an artist, you have sat before your blank canvas, you have felt that spark of inspiration at your heart, you express into the world, I'm now going to paint this picture or compose a poem or whatever it is that you wish to do. But so often in our lives, we don't express, we don't show our readiness. And this is really where many of us become what he says blocked in our creative flow. So I invite you right now to think about something in your life that you're not expressing and to commit to yourself after this call today to express it in your life in some way. I know it might feel scary, but again, remember, it's only scary. Ask yourself, who is it scary for? It's scary for the pain body, but it's not scary for that vast, vast, expansive, beautiful self that you truly are. And see how you can express that which is unexpressed in your life. Maybe it means phoning up a friend or family member, expressing your love for them. Maybe it's sharing with people in your life what you would really, really love to do and commit yourself to or create. It's, um, I think it's a very, very important part of what's missing in our, in our lives. We don't support one another also in that expression. And having that discussion around what it is you wish to express is so critical to allowing it to come come through you. And this power of ripening is about building up the drive and the energy within ourselves in order to give birth to our creations. And this is also why we need the support of others in our life. Or we, we by expressing it, we somehow make it real. But in fact, we rather usually <laughs> go into the habits of our our pain body. Um, we we question our motives. We think we're not good enough. We doubt ourselves continuously, and it's that voice of the pain body trying to keep us safe. So, if that is what you usually experience within the creative process, pause and go back to step one. This is the critical instruction of this teaching. If something is not working for you, if an expression is not working, recognize the voice of the pain body and go back to step one. Go back to that inner refuge of the body, speech and mind 
and then express again and try again. And as he says, Rinpoche says, there's many projects in his life that he's attempted and failed at. It doesn't matter. Even if it doesn't work, it's about trying, putting your energy into it. If it gets stuck, no problem. We go back to the inner refuge and we try again. We don't have to be perfect every single time we um, are trying to express ourselves. So always go back to step one and find that joy within you. Talk about your projects and your passions in some way. If you have no one to talk to about it in your life, you can talk to me, (laughs) message me, email me, phone me, whatever, I don't mind. But find a space or a channel for you to express your passions and your joy in your life. It's really, really important. Give yourself permission to do that. He says, and this is really powerful, if you don't reflect on what brings you alive, you could lose your connection to it. And how sad would that be? Because as we said, you have this unique voice. And if you don't spend enough attention and care with that, you could lose that. And it's not just you losing out, but it's countless other people and other beings who are also losing out on that benefit of what you have to offer. So if you're going through your life and you're thinking of your life as a chore and if your energy feels heavy and tired, um, you haven't created enough space in your life. This is why that thing of space, that blank page is so important. Go back constantly. Just go drop into that inner refuge over and over as many times as you need. That's why I say if that is your only practice that you do in this process for a while, that's absolutely fine. It's just about creating space. And the process will then find you. So another way of thinking of it is in a, in a book or a movie, we always have the storyteller. And if you think of your own life um, as a script or a story, who is the storyteller of your life? Is it your pain body that's narrating your life? And keeping you safe and keeping you stuck and living an unexpressed life for the safety and security and comforts of our modern life? Or can you drop into that space and allow your true nature to become the narrator of your life? Okay, now we'll move on to the last step, which is the step of manifestation or spontaneous action. And this comes through the what's called the secret chakra or the um, sacral chakra. It's beneath the belly button. And it's interesting, this is where humans have got their various reproductive organs. This is the energy of creativity where it is truly born within us. And he says, once we have got that pure heart connection, and that drive from that ripening process, we can now manifest spontaneously. So if you are a person who has created stuff in your life that's not flowing, it's because usually somewhere upstream in the process, we're not connecting to the purity of who we are. So we're creating out of effort 
We're not creating out of flow. So the creation we're talking about here is pure flow. What um, the flow of the creative um, presence. And at this level, at step five, we aren't feeling our pain body. The pain body's not taking over. Um, we are simply, we're not still developing our talents. Um, any act of developing or preparing or training would be at stage four of ripening. So here we've got all the skills we need and we're simply manifesting what is needed. And this is what would be called meditation in action. And this is truly a sacred expression. And when we are able to tap into this at its deepest, deepest level, um, we will find that this manifestation is done in service of, of others. There's an element of selflessness. And therefore, we hope that our creations inspire others and perhaps kick off a creative process in another person or help in some way, who knows how it may happen. So don't not do it because you think nothing in me will be that good. Um, my actions are not going to have that effect. If you are truly connected, then whatever you create is your version of spontaneous action and your own skillful means. And this is how you start to deliver that into the world. And that's really, guys, what the world needs right now. We don't need excuses. We don't need pain bodies keeping us a little small and stuck. We need people to feel that love in their heart, to feel that connection, to have the courage to step into the process, to express what it is that they want to do in their life and to do it. And yeah, I think if we encourage each other as well and look around the room and see other people who are willing to be brave and to give themselves permission to go into that process, you know, there's, there's so much that, that can be brought through us for the benefit of others. Well, that concludes another episode of the Wisdom Toolbox podcast. I hope you enjoyed it or found something beneficial within the episode to aid you on your journey. I would love to hear from you. Please follow along on social media and visit the wisdomtoolbox.com website for more resources and sign up for our monthly newsletter and offering. Thanks for stopping by.